Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading today is from the New Revised Standard Version Bible, and we read from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This week we look at our human point of view. And what I mean by that is the views that we have that are simply from a human perspective that don't take Christ into account. And sometimes we get so caught up in our old view of things that we fail to see the new things happening around us. Our reading today is from 2 Corinthians. And in it we have some rather bold statements from Paul. Opening with that we regard no one from a human point of view anymore. Because if anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. Paul says an awful lot in a small space. And I wanted to unpack it just a little in the context that we have been working through during Lent. In the way that we deal with difficulties and hardships when we enter that dark valley. And I think one of the things that can happen is we fall back on those old views. I think we can sum up a lot of the way that we are changed through one simple question. What can I do? Now, that question changes depending on the view that we have. And that question can be asked in different ways. From a very human point of view, we have the defeated question. With everything going on in the world and so much happening, what can I do? And this falls on our very human understanding of things and is a question that we ask feeling that we don't know what we could possibly do to make any difference. We look around and we see a world in turmoil. And we see pain and hardship, and we wonder if there's anything we could ever do to make a difference. And in some ways, it becomes an excuse to do nothing. 
because we view ourselves as just one person with very limited capabilities. What can I do? Our view is because of our limitations. We don't know if there's anything we could do to make a difference. Defeated, we give up before we try. But there's another way to ask that question. If we ask the question, what can I do? With the hope of Christ in our hearts, then the question is no longer a question of defeat, but it is a question of in this new creation, in this new life reconciled to God, what can I do to do my part? Even if it's something small, what can I do to share God's love? What can I do to be an ambassador for Christ? And it is no longer a question of despair, but a question of hope. Because we ask, not because we feel there's nothing we can possibly do, but we ask knowing that we are part of something much bigger than just ourselves. Because the old view that we have from a human point of view is that we are only one person and our impact cannot be felt. But in Christ, we are part of the body redeemed by the blood. As ambassadors of Christ, we share the good news of hope and peace and love. And we know in our hearts that even just reaching out to one person to say Christ is there for them, that we have made a difference. I changed direction with this sermon a little because of the fact that current events remind us of just how little we can do sometimes on our own. That if we look at the tragedy in Ukraine right now, each of you could sit down and say, well, what can I do? There is no action I could take by myself to put an end to this. So what can I do? However, when we look at it as part of that new creation in Christ, as a body of believers, the question is now, what can I do in Christ to make a difference? Even a small one. We find ourselves able to band together, to work together in Christ, to do more than we ever could apart. But it also means regarding each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. It means accepting others so that we can work together. Trusting the message of reconciliation. That division is something that we create from our old view, from our human perspective. And unity is what is created in Christ. In that, we discover that we may join together, that we may come together and make a difference. And the church is on the ground right now, making that difference. I know many of you have given so that that mission can be furthered, making you a part of that hope. Making you 
an instrument of God's love. That you have shown your willingness to be an ambassador of Christ. That we may see peace in the chaos. And this concept registers even at the smaller level of just here and now in this place. Because there are people who need help or need support right around us. Sometimes we ask that fateful question again when tragedy hits near home. Because sometimes when tragedy strikes, we look at the situation and ask that question once again. What can I do? And the most persistent answer I have found is that we can reflect God's love. We can reflect Christ's grace. We can bring the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Because your presence can remind others that Christ is still with them. Your presence can remind them that God's steadfast love endures forever. Your presence helps others know peace. That when we allow ourselves to be instruments of God's grace, we open the door for others, that they may see that grace is open to them. That when there is hardship, they know they're not alone. Not just because you are there, but because you bring the presence of Christ with you and remind them they are never alone. And we enable each other to get through the difficult times because we sustain each other in Christ's love and grace and mercy and fill each other with hope. It is the hope of the good news that we bring as envoys of our Savior. Hope that we are reconciled to God through Christ. That his love has brought us into something new and wonderful. That his mercy reminds us of just how powerful that love is. But to do this, to do it right, it requires us to let go of our old views. The views that we have of ourselves simply as individual beings that can do nothing. As individual beings who judge each other from a human perspective. Who look down on others because of our human views. Our old views get in the way of being Christ's ambassadors in this life. In this, I was reminded of Christ's witness to what it means to be there for others. And I always find comfort in the fact that when we read about Christ sitting down to eat with others and share his presence, he is often sitting with the outcasts with the sinners and tax collectors, with the people that were viewed as not good enough, the people who are left powerless in society. And the example set for us is not one of exclusion because of our human views, but one of inclusion because of our life in Christ. Because if Christ could save a sinner like me, Surely there's hope for all. That in Christ we find hope because of his redeeming grace. Because his love was so great he would suffer and die on our behalf so that we could live. 
that he did not ask us to make ourselves worthy of his love, but offered his love so that we could be made worthy in him. Jesus showed us how to be merciful in love so that we could truly live. So I want us to be able to reflect on that question that is so often spoken as a way of giving up. What can I do? And I want us to be able to turn it into a prayer. Lord, what can I do? What can I do for your kingdom? What can I do for your people? What can I do for your glory? Because in Christ, I know there is a place for me and there's a place for you. Which means there is always something that we can do because we are part of that love. No matter how trivial it may seem, no matter how small it may seem, no act of love is trivial in the eyes of God. No act of grace is unworthy in Christ. That whatever we do to share that love and that peace and that hope, that it is building the kingdom, it is sharing the good news, that it is letting God's will be done here and now on earth as it is in heaven. It allows us to see past the darkness and to always find light. That we may be a voice of hope when all feels hopeless. That we may be a voice for truth when the truth seems impossible to find. That we may be a voice for love when hate wants to consume the world. That we may be a voice of mercy when it seems only judgment is to be found. That we may give voice to the voiceless. We speak so they may be heard. We stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. Because it's the right thing to do. We turn power into service. We turn privilege into grace. And that by doing so, we truly are ambassadors of Christ. Not restrained by our old views. The old, old views of how we see each other and judge each other. But we see each other, uh, each other 
with eyes made new in Christ's love, that we may see each other as worthy, that we may see each other in hope, that we may become the righteousness of God, that we may see each other as Christ sees us, and in doing so, we change the world. Even if that change comes and just sharing one hope at a time. Amen.